0: Well, it's the dynamic, you know, when we back again. Back with DJ, in. I'm the back of DJ, you better package. in, you lacking sense. Trying to tangle bus, with us, group of a big we'll in the back of the bus smack hurry, hurry, to smack you.
1: want. It's stealing your lunch, money to search, money ready to feel like just a touch. Everybody, end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? We got strong man the oh, 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 yeah, so man. Gaddy has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. The pod sounded really good last week. I listened to chunks of both of The, the, the <laughs> levels were fucking fantastic.
0: I sounded better in the uh, music app because I got right up close and then decided to speak quietly, right. which is which is the key point. <laughs>
1: instead of instead of roaring like the dinosaur that you are.
0: Well, I have oh, look. I've been um, I've been peaking the last couple of weeks. I keep trying to turn it back down again because it's been, it's been hard. Uh, it's been a hard listen. I feel bad for anybody who's had to listen to that.
1: Stop taking those pills before the show, Doc.
0: Um, it's just, it's just. I'm excited to see the people. That's all I can say. I'm excited to to share my opinions with the world. So, I'm, I'm being uh, kind of excited. We need a clean transition. For, clean transition.
1: Um, Actually, I was listening to to the low posts emergency podcast, and he kept he. They were doing the oh, things that we normally do, which was keep the production going. Lowe in. sounds
0: so sad. He sounds so over it. I've mean, I, I never listened to a podcast and thought maybe Zach Lowe needs to go back to teaching because oh, this is not this is not bringing him any joy at all. All of oh, this is making the, him sad.
1: That, that was the the Kyrie one, the one he did today with Pelton. That I think they rushed it out so quickly. He's, he's talking to the producer, and he's like. No, no, I didn't do that right. We'll, we'll cut that out. You cut that out. Uh, Tidied that up for me, Bill. Uh, three, two, one, and then kept going. No, yeah, rushed it out straight away.
0: But that happens all the way. That happens all the time in the um, the NFL podcast that Robert Mays does. They often get like, "Oh, I'll just redo that." Three, two, one. I actually heard that in one of the Lebretard podcasts as well. I think just sometimes producers are a little bit too busy. Just as well, yeah, we don't right. have any.
1: It, it made me Im- feel immeasurably better about all the shit that we leave in our podcast. So. Um, yeah, so how much Test Cricket and um, the Matildas do you reckon we'll have time for in this podcast?
0: I don't know. The Matildas, oh, the Matildas got beaten 7-0, so I think that's as much as we need to cover the Matildas.
1: <sighs> so bits happened in the NBA.
0: No, no, nothing has happened in the NBA. A lot of stuff has happened around the NBA because there haven't been any games. It's just been a whole lot of people finding new jobs. And that's the problem with the NBA is that we are so obsessed with the transaction, we start to forget about the playing of the games. Having said that, when one of the greatest players of his generation decides, actually, fuck this, I'm out of here, and demands a trade from his team, and it's not the crazy one, then you think... (laughs) What is going on here? So Kevin Durant has demand after Curry Irving made a massive public song and dance about wanting to see other options, and his team basically said, "Yeah, well, go find go find us a sign and trade, bring it back, and we'll talk to you about it." And then the next day, he opted into his what is it, thirty seven million dollars, very large contract. And pretty much the day after that, Kevin Durant threw in a what in football they would call a transfer request, which tends to suggest to me, and I know a lot of a lot of basketball insiders are, are, are in dispute about this. I reckon Kevin actually, when he said, well, well he leaked to through shams to the media, I am observing this and I'm going to watch and I'm going to see what the developments are. He wasn't hoping that the Nets re-signed Kyrie. He was hoping the Nets sent Kyrie as far away from him as fucking possible. And the fact that they that he came back is was the point at which he, he said to himself, I need to find a new job. I need to find a new employer. I need to be somewhere else, away from this insane person.
1: What's going to uh, make me hugely amused is when the Nets trade for some parts that actually work together and still win more games than the Knicks next year. Well,
0: (laughs) or win more than either of the teams that end up with Durant or Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie apparently wants to go to the Lakers, which is... Mm. I mean, what was the last time a player wanted to go to the Lakers?
1: The Lakers have done okay in the offseason. season. Uh, as much, well, but they've done okay. Clutch have done all right
0: in the, in the off season. I mean, they've yeah. they've they've signed a whole bunch of dudes um, on, on Clutch discounts, hmm. but they're all good dudes. Like the like from Lonnie Walker the fourth to whoever else they've picked up. They've actually oh, they've, uh, they've assembled uh, Toscano a much, yeah Toscano Anderson. They've picked up a much better array of. Dudes around AD and LeBron than they than they've had for a few years. So
1: they they, they still they still feel like a play play in team though. Like the, you look at the oh way- look
0: they're a six seed at best. They're not they're not a. Yeah. I mean you would have to get ridiculous injury luck out of LeBron and AD, and you'd need to have LeBron have a throwback season in order for but, them to be a three seed.
1: Like even the Blazers feel like they've reloaded nicely in a way that actually um, acknowledges some of the weaknesses of of the way that they were playing. Like, I know yeah. they've still got two two undersized guards, but at least they've put some guys in the three and four that can switch and, and help protect them a, and do some grinding stuff.
0: You feel like they um, and, um, I suppose, and the Timberwolves and the Hawks have – The pickups that they've made have been very specifically targeted to solve the problem that they've had with the Blazers and with the the Hawks. It has been guard defence, and they've tried to pick up really good defensive guards. The Hawks traded the universe for uh, DeJounte Murray. The Blazers paid a decent amount of money for Gary Payton II of of the Warriors. Mm. Um, With the the Timberwolves, their issue has always been big man defence, uh, because they've always been playing Carl uh, Anthony Towns at center, and he has not—he he, can—he can play offensive center, he can't play defensive center. But they've traded literally every first-round pick they'll ever have for the rest—the rest of the history of that fucking franchise in order to get Rudy Gobert. That solves their defensive problem at big, and then they move Cap to the four, and that should be—that could be really interesting.
1: Yeah, that could be really
0: – There are now uh, there are now 11 teams trying to become the top six seeds in the West.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's terrifying. I-, I saw heaps of stuff about, oh, you know, Gobert won't be able to switch and he'll be out in and on. It's like he's got the best defensive team around him than he's had. Like Utah were never that good in other spots defensively. No. They never had a good three. I actually think Cat at the forward defensively could be terrifying. Who con- was Utah's best defender? Well, the guy they traded to um, to the net, Ross O'Neill.
0: Yeah, and after him it was probably old Bo in the fucking Jingles yeah. you who know, who is now got got a decent amount of money on it, on given that he's only going to play for half a season. He has a decent amount of money to turn up at, at the Bucks joint. Mm. Shouts to Ringles for breaking that, you know, bombing <laughs> that,
1: that was That was quite good. That was, that um, was one of the highlights oh,
0: of, of free agency.
1: I love what the Timberwolves have done because and, and this is actually I actually like a lot of what all of these Oh teams look, I don't love the, the
0: I don't love the four firsts for um for nah, Gobert
1: because sure. he's
0: a he's an 82 game player.
1: Still, well let's let's see. Let's see. I, I'm like that's yet to be determined.
0: You can still put him on a fucking island. Um and look, that's a problem you'd want to have if you're the Timberwolves, because you've never literally never had that problem before. You've never been in a conference finals. Having you know your best defensive player being put on an island, they'd love to have that. But,
1: but the thing about him being put on the island, right, is that then the the guys defending the rim are Donovan and Conley. In this case, it's going to be Cat coming in from the weak side, and like that dude can really move quick. And so yeah. if if and
0: he has the wingspan of 747-400.
1: That's right. I, I just think Gobert is going to a be. Shitloads more engaged, having a team around him that sort of suits him a lot better. I, I still would have liked to have seen him on the Suns with Bridges, but I, I understand why they kept that powder dry. Um,
0: well, we need but, to address the Suns in a bit, but we will address the Suns in a bit.
1: But like, I just think the NBA is actually. Rather than everyone trying to build the same sort of team, the NBA's gotten a bit weird, right? Yeah, the yeah. Timberwolves have gone the double big.
0: Yeah, I saw um, a thing saying, you know, the, the, the Timberwolves are going big and a league has gone small. And I'm like, the league has gone small? That was like three years ago. Now the league is – I mean, Embiid and Jokic, the bigs are now a viable strategy and everyone's trying something slightly different, which is really cool.
1: You know, the, the Clippers have – one big and a million wings sacramento's just gone look we're just going to score 140 points every game you know we've just yeah. got we've just got these guys that can shoot from everywhere around our pick and roll and you know some nights you're going to beat us and some nights you're not <laughs> and if that gets us the 8 seed well that's a win for us and like I, I actually admire that sort of attitude because i actually think sacramento have built a really good team to get the 8 seed like they will just smash teams because they can just bomb away and, you you know, because they have really good shooters around a pretty stable um, play, which is that Fox uh, Sabonis pick and roll. Like, they're not going to win finals games, but they're going to get to the finals, I reckon. I reckon they're going
0: to get the playoffs. They're going to get somewhere.
1: They're going to take the first step.
0: And and the thing is that that of all those, of the 11 or 12 teams that look like they are top eight contenders, Mm. at least three or four of them will shit the bed. In an unexpected way, they'll have serious injuries or there'll be some sort of massive disaster. So you just need to be in the conversation. You need to give yourself a chance. And Sacramento, to their credit, have finally given themselves a chance to compete in a way that they haven't done since Boogie.
1: The only team that's really disappointed me has been Denver. And it's like – but, you Mm. know, Denver are are violating the rule of can you run this team better by just reading NBA Twitter – and there is no way in hell NBA Twitter would have signed DeAndre Jordan. So why are Denver doing it? That makes no sense. I no don't sense.
0: understand unless he's at end of the bench culture guy.
1: But that's what. But that's what you go and get Joe Ingles for, or right?
0: He's there to try. Unless he's there to try to attract Durant over. I guess to make Kyrie comfortable when they trade for him. I don't. I don't. It's weird.
1: It's really weird. Get it.
0: They've made a few moves that are okay, but uh, I can't remember any of them because so much shit has happened.
1: Uh, uh, Does Zion signing with the Pelicans mean they can't trade him to the Nets because of the weird Simmons, you can't have two rookie extension deals? Yeah,
0: because the Nets already have a guy like that, that they've traded for. (laughs) You have to have a homegrown one. And one you, you can have two, but one of them has to be homegrown. Like they started, they started with you as a rook, and you promoted them. And one can be traded in. You can't just trade for them. So the idea is that they're trying to dissuade super teams from just trading for disaffected rooks. It's it's all about uh, trying to protect yeah. small market teams that are badly run from losing their uh, their Zion Williamson's. That's li- literally what this fucking rule is for.
1: Um. Could they trade Zion and Ingram for Simmons and Duran? Well, that's that the would thing. Be, any, that would be wild. Any
0: trade that, um, that involves one of those designated rookie deals basically yeah. would have to get Simmons out of the nets. Yeah. Uh, and, look, it may make more sense for them to do that because Simmons, if you had the choice between having Ben Simmons or Zion Williamson on your team, I could see why you would choose the very, very large super donkey man rather than the guy who won't. Laps,
1: because mm. because they're the they're the team with the assets, right? That could go and get Durant. Like they could, if they wanted to, they could just out trump everyone because they have. Yeah, but like, it all comes down for, to where okay,
0: Durant so, wants to go. I mean, I
1: mean, but he's got he's got four years, right? If you were yeah. if you were Griffin, wouldn't you be going? Well, we we can convince him in two years because we can win a chip. Like, and Katie leans into
0: the microphone and says, "I'm not going to report."
1: Yeah, but I don't like Kyrie. Absolutely. Absolutely, I believe that. I just do not believe that Durant would punish himself by not playing basketball when he could for a year. I don't think he's wired that way. I think he would rock up.
0: No, I don't either, but he's clearly mad enough to enter into a partnership with Kyrie.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is very true. So,
0: where does the insanity begin and where does it end?
1: Well, one of the reported things was that he said the only side I will, I do not want to be considered for for a trade to is Golden State. It's like, okay, and
0: they have you, the best package. They,
1: could, the best they package. could send
0: fucking Wiseman, fucking Pool, fucking you know Kaminga, bucket yeah. of picks that are unencumbered. They could, they could send. The Nets uh, a glorious package.
1: The, the Timberwolves and um, and Atlanta really did Sean Marks a favour, though, by trading all those unprotected picks for... Yes, yeah,
0: setting the market.
1: Yeah, re- ...reasonable players. Massively like, unprotected.
0: But, I don't know what's going on with the unprotected picks. I mean, this is like, you know, anything unprotected feels risky, particularly in the, is, mo- in the modern
1: environment. Is but, that the flattening of the odds, though, where... Like top three protected doesn't really doesn't mean make the a same lot of
0: difference. Thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like you know, if you get an eighth pick, like if you've got the eighth best chance, I don't know. It just seems weird. And also, you can be
0: bad without being horrifically bad. I think there's a bit of element of that too that that they know that even if they play horrific basketball, they can probably scrape together thirty wins and and a... Twelfth place team, a tenth place, like a, they won't be so bad that they will, you know, that they'll they'll shell a um a, a lottery pick in the same kind of way. But you know that 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 fucking the the Atlanta the picks they gave up for Dejounte Murray, um, and it's almost been superseded by the Gobert trade. But the, the the level of unprotection of future picks in order to get a guy who is really good, but Fucking three first round picks, good. I just, I just don't. Mm. I mean, that's literally the. I mean, there might be three low first rounds, but Dejounte Murray is he worth three players? Is is he uh, the, the equivalent of three replacement players of first round quality?
1: The the thing with the Spurs, right? Had which sort of I thought they were starting to lose their their sort of aura a little bit, institutional about being,
0: kind of identity.
1: Yeah, and th- this is just a really, really smart evaluation of their team. They looked at their team and went, we're not going to win a chip with Murray. This is, He's this good. Is, yeah,
0: we need to have another recharge. We, and Pop yeah. is happy to, to go back into the player development pool. They brought Brent Brown in, who is a really good developmental coach. They've basically turned themselves into that Kenny Atkinson fucking shadow unit from the, the dubs that we talked about last yep. week. The entire oh, fucking and- team is that. <laughs>
1: And how many conversations do you reckon Pop and Kerr have had? Where Kerr's just half cut, half cut on red wine, going, "Oh yeah, it's awesome." Kenny just takes all these young guys and runs them through drills and does video sessions, and I just, I just deal with Draymond, Clay, and and uh, and Steph, and and you know, do the game day stuff. To be fair, the um, first
0: part sounds like a lot of work. i mean, dealing with Draymond yes. pretending that he's some kind of new media mogul when all he's doing is doing a podcast and, and rehashing the same fucking tired bullshit that we all do.
1: Yeah. And, and ranting at, at old media. Like, the, the thing is- He's ranting he at old actually- media. He
0: is old media. He's already become old media in the first three weeks. He's already just doing fucking, you know, hot takes and trying to rock up and just start feuds with with other old media heads. He's old media immediately. It's amazing mm. how quick it's happened. Yeah. I'm maxing out again. Uh, I can tell by the fucking waveform. I'm going to back away from um, that. Is this better? Thank you.
1: What else? What else was really sort of, I, I guess, game changing. Like, I, I really like what what uh, the Blazers did with a limited palette. Um, I, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty par- smart. I thought Sacramento did pretty good. Uh, like a lot of people were like huge on the huge on the Celtics getting two players that have been really fucking injured the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, the Brogdon thing, like like I know I, I saw that, that you tweeted from the pod account, like questioning the idea that the the, the Celtics are now the favourites in the East, and like from getting Brogdon, who's played fucking 80 games in the last three years or something? It's like...
1: Well, and, and it's not just that. It's not like the Celtics sweat through the East, right? Like, they were pretty close to... No, they to had to
0: fight tooth and fucking nail.
1: Nail, right? So a, a flip of a coin sends them the other way. Was,
0: admittedly, Vegas doesn't believe Miami are going to get Durant. They, they were very, very... No. They, they put the Suns in as the as the favourite in the West even before Durant's trade request came in, which tells you that... What's happening is leaking out to the betting markets first before it's... Really, and and the betting markets had the number one um, draft pick before any of the draft experts did. To, did So yeah. it, it tends to indicate that um,
1: but, the information is very city. Uh, so, like, uh, the wild card, I think, in this is Toronto, who absolutely do not give a fuck that Duran has like, a list of teams and would just go to Sean Marks and go, oh, yeah, we don't care if he's pissed off. We'll take him. We've got, we, got experience We've in, done this before. Yeah, we... Like, we'll give you Scotty Barnes and some picks and, you know, like, yeah. and then if they've got well, Would Vliet, you, though? I mean. Well, that's the thing. Like, they've but, already won Vliet-
0: one like that. They don't need to win a second one like that.
1: Uh, yeah, I, think I, think I think the pressure
0: could- is off for them for at least the next 10 years. They don't need to sell their future down a hole in order to win one with Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, but you've got him for four years. Could you win a couple with him, Van Vliet, and, and uh, Pascal? That's a pretty damn good side. And Nurse is a Nurse is a gun coach. I
0: don't want to lose Scotty Bars, eh? If I'm, if I know that's if, the thing. If, if he's the, he's am like, if I'm the the reps, I just, I just. There's so much of their future that's tied up in that. The,
1: the The interesting one of the interesting sort of um, byproducts of this was like I had a heap of podcasts to like go through the list of who would you trade straight up for Durant and the list is actually longer than you think that the NBA is stacked with young stars that teams are just like you know we're not trading him yeah um which I don't know whether it was the case a decade ago
0: and it's not Durant it's not MVP Durant it's 16th season often Achilles you know how many go- he hasn't played that many games in the last couple of years this is, this is a different Durant.
1: No, but he, he did have that incredible series against the Bucks. I I, I still think series. he can win you a chip. How long's the series? Ah, uh, yeah, I still think he could win you a chip if you had the right pieces around him. But true the thing is, but there's-, but
0: there's probably a one in three chance that he's injured for the year and and doesn't actually, you know, he's out. It, you never actually see that value. I think that's Again, the, I think that's the the maths that they're playing out.
1: And I think Toronto is one of those sides that would go, well, we can manage this because again, they've done it before. Yeah, that they would have the institutional chops to go. Oh, we think if we get him for four years, even if we get him for three years and have to trade him in the fourth year because he's, you know, got the shits, we one of those years we can line the stars up and and get a get a championship. Um, the the Suns, okay, <laughs> let's deal with the Suns thing.
0: So, it, so I remember last week you telling me that the Suns championship window was over, was gone, yeah. gone yeah. is what you said. Still, still
1: feel, and then a week later, Kevin
0: Durant said, uh, "I have two teams that that I want to go to, and only one of them is a viable choice, and that viable choice is the Phoenix Suns." So, how does it feel knowing that Kevin Durant is going to be playing for your team in a week's time, and that you are going to be the prospective Jesus. champions? Champions. campione, campione oh, Leo, Leo. You can keep talking. Leo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether Chris Paul, Walker and Durant you don't is believe enough it. to win you a championship in the, in the West. I really don't believe that's enough. Yes, but you don't have to like trade that.
0: anything because it's the only choice that he's going to go to. So
1: I think you'd absolutely have to give away Bridges, uh, who will now... Forever refer to as the, the non shit bridges. The non shit bridges. Um, uh, That's because, guess, folks, Miles but, Bridges um allegedly at this point. Yeah, but we have to say that uh, for legal reasons,
0: done uh, domestic violence um, uh, on the eve of being, and, and, on the eve of getting three, several hundred million dollars. He decided that was the time. I mean, it doesn't even need to be said. There is no good time to behave like that. Um, but fuck's sake, what are we doing?
1: And ha- has been arrested too, so yeah. it's not like it's a it's an accusation that dude's it's, been it's arrested. It's not like a he said, she said. It's a he said, yeah.
0: she said, and so did the arresting officer.
1: Yeah. Um. I just, I don't, I don't know. The good thing is, I guess, the sons don't believe in the drafts, so, hey, fucking send as many draft picks out as you like. You're not going to make good ones anyway.
0: Do uh, you think that was actually was a little bit like clearly Dre saying, you know, <laughs> we couldn't have won those titles without KD, was he already knew what was going to happen next and he was already making his pitch. I feel like James (laughs) Jones saying, we don't care about the draft, was a pre-pitch for the idea that we're going to give you all the fucking trade chips you want. Just come here, son. Because look, there's a whole shadow game that's happening a week in advance of any of the stuff that comes out in the media.
1: I wish that was the case. Um.
0: Look, if they end up with Durant, Chris Paul and fucking, you know... And Booker. ...whatever other parts that aren't DeAndre Ayton, um, and they cruise to a title, you're going to be incredibly upset, aren't you? You're going to refuse to acknowledge that one. (laughs)
1: Look, I'll be fine if it's Durant. If if you got Kyrie and won a title, I would be very conflicted. (laughs) Very, very conflicted. But... Like, Durant, from all accounts, is a pretty nice dude and pretty thoughtful. And his- Keep talking yourself uh, into it. Loyalty to, to Kyrie while insane- His choice in friends is fucked. Insane, but his loyalty is admirable. It's insane, but it's admirable. Yeah. Like, like you could even go back. You go back if they just allowed Jordan to be benched, right? and played and play their actual good centre who had an awesome year for the Cavs this year and kept him. They might have a title. That might have been enough to push them past Milwaukee yeah. while DeAndre Jordan sat on the bench and was like, yay, I'm a really good teammate of these yeah. guys. I can,
0: wave a, I can wave a towel like Petty Mills back oh, in the day. Basically, sure he's, like he, he's loyal to a fault. See, I think, I think you're dissing the idea of Kyrie coming to the Suns. I think you need to come to terms with this because I think Kyrie will be really good at the Suns. Because what do we know about Kyrie? He believes in flat earth, and there isn't much flatter earth than Arizona. So, that, so you're going to be- <laughs> I think you're going to be all right.
1: <laughs> oh, he's going to yeah. be at home there.
0: One small step for na- per man. Of course, he probably doesn't believe we landed on the moon, because how do you land on a piece I, of
1: I, cardboard? I have to say my favourite my favorite deal of all of, the, uh, of this madness was Lou Dort. Prestige just gave- Dort
0: got paid. I,
1: Hey mate, I got all this money just yeah. kicking around. I I literally can't give it to Giddy and the you know yeah. the new guy yet. So he have have eighty one million dollars over four years. Holy shit! Ludo got paid like he, the dude is. I didn't realise he's only twenty three. I thought he was like in that 27, 28, 29 range. He's only twenty three. He's absolutely <laughs> in the in the same window as all the other he guys.
0: Look, he looks old. He, has- he looks old, but he's twenty three. He, he looks like he's Seed rivers. And
1: like, if you were trying to build a championship side, and you were like, in five years or four years time, when you're about, you know, when when those young guys are sort of hitting their prime, and and you what what do you need? You need a guy that just defends his ass off and hits a couple of threes. So if you think you've already got him, rather than having to pay overs for him down the track, because like with all the TV money coming in, the fourth year of that deal, it'll look like really good value if he sort of extrapolates out to what you expect. Um, and you're like, you're below the salary cap. You're literally below the salary cap floor. It's not like it's costing you any flexibility. It's not costing you anything. It's It's, I just love it. It's like, well, we'll just look after our own guy instead of, you know, because they could have taken Westbrook into that space for you know, and the draft pick if they really wanted to, uh, I guess. But and, um, I
0: think they have enough draft picks. I think I think they need to be they need to win themselves off I, the draft picks. I,
1: I did I did like how they're like, yeah, Knicks, you want some draft picks? Have our have our shit ones that we've got lying behind the couch that we don't really care. I think about. You've got some
0: of them somewhere, <laughs> hey, Dave. Dave, where are those draft picks? <laughs> <laughs> no, the other ones, the shit ones. I mean, the 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 the, the, the yeah. ones the ones for customers the,
1: the ones in the brown box Dave. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah not yeah. the gold box yeah, yeah, yeah. the brown box
0: yeah now the ones Downs we're not the using spares <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> mate oh, yeah, yeah yeah
0: I've got a I've got a sucker I mean I've got a I've got a customer on the line here
1: <laughs> it was it was hilarious watching Knicks fans talk to them oh we got three drop it's like come on
0: guys. we got our own <laughs> It's like they talk about, we're basically OKC. <laughs> oh no.
1: man, and that if, if that French guy pops, if if he turns into Which like one, a Victor Yama. No, no, no the the guy that was playing for your New Zealand Breakers, the, the guy oh, that they took I off made, the neck. Oh my, Dieng. Uh, Dieng, yeah. Yes. If, if he pops, and I, I just hope he does because I, I saw be some hilarious. draft
0: experts say that he was shit, and I thought, you fucking racist! You're not allowed in my country. The
1: funny thing is, is there's like a bit of a division about the NBL, right? Where it's seen as not quite, you know, not quite Euro League, and definitely not as as good as college or uh, the G League. Yet we keep pumping decent prospects out that turn out to be solid professionals. I think there's um, a lot
0: of of incentivisation in saying that the NBL is no good because. Mm. Apart from Sam, but nobody, nobody's down here. And it's in everyone's interest to be pumping up the leagues that we've invested our lives as draft experts in in supporting. Yeah. So I think there's quite an element of that. But also it's part of the element of the NBL keeps attracting these high talents, and it wouldn't matter whether these talents went to the fucking G League or college or the NBL or the fucking the Spanish League or wherever. They're going to be picked up from wherever they, get, they deposit themselves. And the level of of development they get is probably not that different. Except in college where it's
1: trash. I I do wonder whether uh, teams in that mid, um, you know, because if if you're picking from 11 to 18, you're not a bad team. Like, you're not one of the worst teams. Bad team. And picking up a a guy that can be a solid professional straight out of the gate is probably pretty valuable, you know, (laughs) that you're not having to spend endless hours developing Uh, So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you get more more NBL guys in that sort of 10 to 15 range every single year.
0: Yeah. And as we said last week, nobody knows anything at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's the best
0: player in the fucking league? Giannis. Where was he picked? 497th.
1: And who's, the, who's the other best player in the in the league? Jokish. Jokic. Jokic. Uh, what were picked- they playing
0: on the screen when he got picked? A fucking Taco I- Bell commercial. Nobody knows anything.
1: Sh- shall we talk about <laughs> the Australian AFL media who, I can't remember whether it was Channel 7 or... Or, or the AFL... Channel 7, who are currently s-
0: suing Cricket Australia in order to get out of their broadcast deal for cricket. S-
1: someone posted a-, a graphic of Buddy Franklin and Nikola Jokic saying, you know, which has more value, like, because Franklin has a $10 million a year contract, uh, $10 million total contract, and Jokic has a $260 million contract. And I'm like... Guys, guys, I mean, this is really a fucking. Let, let me
0: explain to you how we foreign exchange rates work. We're not worth ten bucks
1: to the dollar. That's not how. But that it's works. like, if you want to talk about the NBA, just talk about the NBA. You don't have to put it through the prism of that. Yeah, they do because you really the Anglo media are
0: just so desperate to, to kind of scratch at any kind of international relevance. That's why they get anybody oh. who turns up to fucking try and whore for Sharon for, through the big sticks. In some sort of pathetic photo opportunity. There's never been a, it, it's a microcosm for uh, how thirsty Australia is for, and New Zealand's the same, but uh, how thirsty yeah. Australia is for international acclaim. Like as soon as someone gets off the plane, mm. some kind of recognisable celebrity, what do you think of Australia so far? Hey are you having a good time in Australia? It's like, it's just so fucking thirsty for any kind it's, of international you know, attention. It- Please notice us. We're not fucking pathetic clowns at the bottom of the, cu- of the world. Well, we are, but we, we, we're just still going to try and claim that we're not. And Buddy Franklin um, is probably as important to his team as Nikola Jokic is to his because I watched Buddy Franklin absolutely shank a, a horrific kick uh, across the big sticks <laughs> in the game against Essendon, which Sydney went on to lose this afternoon. So Buddy Shanklin. Here's what I'm going to re- rename him to. <laughs> That's it. The one a thousand goals, oh, yeah. fuck off. You're a failure now if you lose to the fucking peptides. And that concludes the
1: only game of AFL I watched this year. You did, uh, <laughs> the peptides. <laughs> Uh, you did say to me last night because I was like, "Oh, should we do it? Should we do an immediate reaction pod?" And you were like, "No, no, no, no. Let's let's hold our fire a little let's bit.
0: Let's just let's let shit settle down a little bit." And it settled in a little bit. The Gobert trade came in today. The, the Brogdon trade came in today.
1: Um, oh, that Gobert trade was pretty nuts. Was, oh, I just, there, I just a, lot, a lot of unprotected. There's so much a lot of unprotected, uh, first. risky,
0: unprotected action going on. I mean. Particularly post Roe versus Wade, do you think you you take a lot more precautions? We can't joke about that. That's uh, not
1: great, really. well, it's a travesty. We we did have a, a I did have a little thing about you know if you are a league that promotes itself as progressive, yeah. When are you going to put your foot down with this sort of shit and not hold? When your- are you
0: going to pull your fucking all star game out of Utah? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Particularly
0: given that Utah are, I mean, the thing is, they're all saying, "Well, you, you know, well, Utah will want to hang on to their stars so they can host All Stars." Like, no, Utah are on a fucking fire sale. They're doing exactly what Danny Ainge did when he appointed Brad Stevens. He traded all the stars and he accrued, you know, hmm. uh, picks and he he put <laughs> Brad Stevens on a big long contract so that he felt confident. He did the same fucking thing, and that's exactly what's going on now. He's appointed a, a first-time coach um clearly old mate who looks like a, a diehard villain fucking I forgot how have I forgotten his Snyder. name already
1: yes Snyder, Snyder. Quinn Snyder yeah Z- even sounds Zach like Snyder. a
0: diehard villain um <laughs> the Snyder, Snyder Snyder cut himself essentially because he's like look I'm I'm not standing around here for you know if you're going to trade all my stars and do a, a rebuild I don't, I've got no business being here um but the, 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 there's no I, reason I could, to have All-Star in Utah. Of- there's no star to fucking highlight. They won't get a single player in the fucking All-Star go- uh, weekend. So what are we doing? Just get it out of there. Yeah. When they did it to Charlotte when they they were trying to push some bullshit fucking anti-transgender stuff through, do it. Get yeah. it out of there. But let's see how fucking brave you are.
1: Which they're not. They're not. They're, they're, they'll take the dollar before... Anything else, just like all the other leagues.
0: See, the thing is that I would have thought standing up for women would be much easier than standing up for transgender people because transgender people are such a small proportion of the population. That's They're right. such a small yeah. target. You were- Why would you bin, like, it, it would seem politically more difficult to bin off your, like, your All-Star event hosting commitments for that compared to half the fucking population and the members of your your fucking your sibling league that you pour huge amounts of money into.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, it seems like an easy choice, but yeah, it's amazing how some of these th- uh, leagues tie themselves up in knots. Yeah, it's it's just like, the
0: abortion thing. It's because because it's, there's so much of a fundamentalist Christian issue about it.
1: What what's the um what's the feeling but behind Hamilton now? Like, I know he's like shit an town. extremely privileged. It's, it's
0: full of cows um
1: they, they, they
0: hosted a, like a, a multi-all Blacks um, Ireland game in midweek and there was no crowd there so no we, we don't we're not very keen on Hamilton. Oh Lewis <laughs> <laughs> You mean Lewis Hamilton Yes Yeah yeah, yeah, that, yeah guy. that guy yeah well apparently according to uh, three-time world champion Nelson Piquet, he's up. <laughs> Whatever the Portuguese version of, of the N word is, although he claims he claims it wasn't intended as that, yeah,
1: it was although lost, he's lost been heard on microphones
0: calling him that previously, and uh, in concert with various homophobic slurs, like that little N word was clearly uh, taking ass rather than concentrating on his job, was essentially the sentiment that he expressed in one interview. And this this gentleman is the f- prospective father-in-law of Max Verstappen, so you can see how these things get awkward very quickly. So the view the view of Hamilton is is as um, muddled as it was it would always be in a majority white sport well, where they have one black guy. It's pretty much, you know, it's like Tiger Woods again, except imagine a Tiger Woods who was actually a little bit activist because Tiger Woods, sh- like, shelved that part of his, himself completely. He never pretended to be an activist or he yeah, was never he was here the, to kind of he was w- co- wave the flag. Corporate first. Whereas... Lewis is in the latter part of his career as he's found his voice. He's like, nah, fuck that. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the people and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to speak where I need to speak. And he's been kind of helped in that by the fact that Sebastian Vettel has done the same thing. He's also found his voice and he is also there saying, so he, it's like there's another, it's like a, a, a white equivalent. I mean, Vettel's a four time world champion, but no, the difference between four and seven is just maths. It is, it is good that there's also, it's not, you can't attack Hamilton for being outspoken on these things, because so then you have to attack Vettel, and people don't want to do that. So, it, Vettel has kind of given him a little bit of um, a little bit of cover, I suppose, which is which is the best thing and he could have done.
1: Will that have a bit of a flow on effect? Like, do you reckon? Then you know, a little bit like how oh, the young guys in the NBA have progressively got. More professional and and finding their own voices and willing to to speak out on stuff, you know, like it just seems like every class that comes in is more polished and more. So, do you think younger guys they're more in-
0: polished? Would we just say they're more likely to fucking speak out on political issues? I mean, the different the difference with the NBA is that you have people from the communities that are specifically affected by this, by issues of yeah. um, racial violence or police brutality or whatever. The or the the people who are coming into Formula One are still middle class white kids, so it's not yeah. like they are like primarily. Yeah, I mean George Russell. If you, if you've ever seen George Russell, he looks like he he was spawned out of some Tory bucket of of how to produce a. a I don't think he's even had a pub before, but you know, he, lovely kid, great driver, but. He, I don't imagine him standing like I can't imagine him marching on the barricades with fucking Rage Against the Machine in his earpods. That's not the look. That's yeah. not the look I'm expecting. Even someone like Dan Ricardo, who is our guy, and he's but he's now 33 years old. He still behaves like he's 23, and his primarily interest is is promoting himself, creating a brand. He's just signed a deal to make like an entourage style TV show about the
1: Netflix show uh, ab- about yeah, like, really Formula show the Formula
0: One driver, which sounds like a great watch, but. We're not going to solve world hunger with that, are we? No. Whereas Sebastian Vettel is out here. He saw that the Goodwood Festival of Speed, Nigel Mansell was running one of his ex-Formula 1 cars up the hill, and Vettel is like, I've got one of them, because he literally has bought Nigel Mansell's old Formula 1 car from his championship year, because Mansell was his hero when he was growing up. He's like, I'm going to run it myself at the British Grand Prix, but what I'll do is I'll run it using carbon neutral fuels, because one of the big obsessions Vettel has at the moment is climate change. And he's like, well, you know, I love racing and I love Formula One, but we need to do this in a way that's environmentally sustainable. So, sustainable, so he struck up a yeah. deal with a, a, like he's found a, a a producer of carbon neutral race fuels, and he's kind of using it as a promotion for the idea that we can do this without tearing a hole in the in the universe. So he's going to do a demo of, of Mansell's title winning car, but with conveniently where it used to have cigarette sponsorship, he's got the logo of this um this carbon neutral fuel company. So.
1: Yeah, that's pretty clever. He was
0: also the guy who, who, in the press conference for the Miami Grand Prix earlier in the year, was wearing a T-shirt that said, Miami Grand Prix 2060, the first underwater Grand Prix.
1: And wow. it's like, holy shit, bro.
0: You're
1: trolling <laughs> wow. these people. Because
0: like- Miami will go underwater. It's about three feet above sea yeah, level at the best of times. That,
1: that's yeah. right. It's... Like true, but like that is the the literal encapsulation of too soon, yeah. right? It's like too soon before it's 20, actually sixty,
0: happened. is this is too soon. But it's like look what are you i I'm German. What the fuck do you want me to say?
1: Yeah. This is for uh, real. Uh all right, Doc. You got any other other sporting thoughts to to throw at me before we oh, come I think and we talk have tunes?
0: to we have to you know, pour pour a bit out for New Zealand for for the the closest fucking three 0 sweep in test history. Um, I haven't seen a sweep that close since the nets first round because I was told that that was a really close mm. sweep. Um, and now we're in a situation where <sighs> New Zealand A, aka England, are playing India, and um, in, a,
1: in, a in a fifth, fifth test, t- in a fifth test the- in a
0: one test fifth test. Because I imagine this yeah. was the test match that India didn't want to play because they they didn't want to get COVID or something. They they did a, they did a runner. It was last mm. year at some stage, I think. Can't remember whether this was before or after they lost the fucking World Test Championship to New Zealand, but it is a very bizarre game.
1: I, I did enjoy uh, head turning into Murley in Charlie and I don't know
0: what the turn- fuck. How is Australia just just going back to these countries where they used to get their ass handed to them and just saying hi everyone? We're really friendly. We're gonna you know hugging kids and you know patting the animals and all that stuff, and then just fucking destroying and destroy everyone. You. <laughs> This is, I, I quite like this idea of the Australian team. Like, none of this mental disintegration is struggling through subcontinental sub- tours. It's just like, show up, give everyone a cuddle. Every, the crowd are holding up banners in favour of you. Thank you for coming. And then you fucking destroy their cricket team. Thank you anyway. It's like, this is... You know, this this is a very the, bizarre the form second, of, of um foreign, you know, diplomacy. But you know, I'm in favor.
1: The, the second one was like a perfect encapsulation of it, right? Because he just turned one back through the gate, just oh, that in between. was that was
0: that was heinous. You B- can't be doing that if you're B- a cricketer. Bal- if, you can, if you're a batsman,
1: what the B- fuck is that? B- in between bat and pad, and and then just chuckled and shrugged, and the batsman's walking off and just laughing, just going. This is a middle-order batsman who never bowls. Didn't bowl in the first innings, and he's just turned one side. Pat Stevens,
0: right. uh, sorry, Pat Stevens. Who's Pat Stevens? Pat Cummins didn't bowl at all. He he didn't bowl so little. He bowled so little that I've forgotten his name.
1: Well, Stark went for like nineteen off the first yeah. over, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, we'll give you a second over just so you know, because you're already warm, but so you can lower
0: your average."
1: And then it's like, "See you later." Um yeah, no, it, the, the highlight, I didn't watch any of it live. I don't, I don't even know whether it's on KO, but I've been watching all the highlights and it was... It I, was
0: a- I think it's on KO because I watched the stolen stream of, of Fox Sports 5.01. Okay. So. Yeah. And
1: that,
0: because that's it's a- not on any of the, uh, the networks over here,
1: unfortunately. But I, I just I just love how Sri Lanka will now double down after being destroyed by three spinners and just like, well, we'll just prepare a pitch that's even more spin friendly. Yes, <laughs> um because
0: and- uh, after after a game finished early the a whole lot of the um the backup guys all went out to bowl on the pitch i'm like not fucking surprised they <laughs> just want to have a go at it
1: and see what it could do yeah well it's only a third day pitch um yeah it, it was interesting i was listening to the final word and they were saying you know a lot of people a lot of sort of uh not non-sri-lankan people were ragging on them for creating such a raging turner but because Sri Lanka don't- I don't think
0: they have a lot of choice. I think that's yeah. just the
1: nature of the fucking- No, no. Well, they were saying is because of the nature of when Sri Lanka has to play teams, they basically are playing them when it's not good to play and you get a lot yes. of storms and a lot of rain and you lose a lot of games. Like three and a half days is the average test at that time of year in Sri Lanka. So you have to prepare a pitch- that's gonna finish in three and a half days, yeah. or you just get rained out draws, and it's like,
0: yeah, you that- end up with it, both teams scoring seven hundred, and and nothing ever happens.
1: Yeah, that I, I like. That makes a lot of sense. I'd actually, I actually really applaud that sort of thinking. Yeah. Right, um, we just
0: happen to get our three and a half days in three and a half days instead of in five.
1: Yeah, that's right. Or and the fact that like they had a storm that was so bad that it tore down the. St- the, the stands, but because... they yeah, that put,
0: happened during the duration of this test
1: match. The, because they cover the whole field, not just the pitch. Yes. They cover the whole field. It's like, well, you just mop it off and prop the stand yeah. back up and away Swoop you go. It into the.
0: Because the, the ocean is literally just over the bucket, just beyond <laughs> the... You just sweep all the water back into the ocean. You uh, go back your business.
1: Uh, this is what I is love. It's the test. first
0: hose-off cricket ground.
1: I love Test Cricket. It's just it's just so many different it, little things all it, over the place. It,
0: it's like a Brisbane taxi. It's just totally. It's just vinyl. You just hose yeah. it all off.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah, you go again. You back out the valley at 3 a.m.
1: Mm. All right, Doc. Uh, I've run out of... Uh, Wine, so let's. Yeah, my, uh, my, my beer is empty. Let's reload. And...
0: sisters. We'll do the very Monty Python. Announce the show in the credits. Uh, this was the Balls Podcast. I was Doc. He was Bezo. We'll be back next week to talk whatever the fuck happens to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and uh, and the Australian cricket team and various other things. And uh, until then, uh, you behave yourself,
1: and we'll talk to you then. See you. <laughs> yeah. Gary has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't know. That was a very, uh, uh, you know, state of origin announcer voice at the end. Really in the low register. Oh, no, that
0: was, no, that was, that was, no, state of origin voice is more. It, that's much louder. This That was more, yeah, you're yeah, very calm. You're yeah, Breeze FM. That was more what
1: that was about. State Origin
0: is more. State versus state. Mate versus
1: mate. Date versus date. I saw someone.
0: Oh, we didn't bring up the fact that you all lost that.
1: Uh, so people at work keep trying to talk did, to me. Did you know or care? No, people at work keep trying to talk to me about Origin. I'm like, dude, it's it starts at 8.30. I'm
0: already asleep. Well, next year they finally got the point. Their games are going to start at 6.30. Really? Because they, the games are unwatchable here. Like they, they, They're supposed to kick off. You know, oh, eight thirty kickoff is ten thirty here. It's like not even fucking viable under any circumstances. But apparently, they're all the games going to kick off at six thirty Australian time next year, which will make them actually watchable. There's no reason for them to start that fucking late, no, because they're going to put them all on a weeknights again. I actually, I thought the the one game, the one time where they play it on a Sunday and they have all the other rep games, I thought that's really lovely but they're not going to do that again next
1: year. Yeah, that, that's like, that is the literally the best thing is like seeing all those international sides play. Yeah. And they
0: fucked it off. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, they doing? fucked it off because, because they can get more ratings. Channel 9 can get more ratings just doing, doing them all on Wednesdays.
1: Yeah. All right, I'll be back in a sec. Chur. <sighs>